Chris Brandolino from Niwa. Well, we're walking on sunshine uh, here in the deep south in Dunedin. It's a nice day. I think we're in for a reasonably nice weekend. Not tropical, but when big yellow's out, Chris Brandolino, we are happy. Is it going to be out around the rest of the country? Yeah, I think so, for much of the Motu. Uh, good afternoon, guys. Uh, the one place there will be rain this weekend is going to be over the east of the North Island, so northern Hawke's Bay in particular, Bay of Plenty, over toward Gisborne. There'll be some locally heavy rain there, too. So if you are listening, uh, particularly the first half of the weekend, so that's Saturday, uh, so basically from today through to Saturday, there could be some heavy falls in that part of the country, as I say. Hey, hey Chris, can I, just, can I just order up sure. some uh, heavy downpour at McLean Park, Napier, for about 2.05 p.m.? Can you do that for me? 2.05 p.m. To yeah. today? No, no, for tomorrow. Tomorrow? Ooh, tomorrow, 2.05. Let's have a look, Jamie. I mean, yeah, look, it's very important. Are... I've tried explaining look, to him, Chris, this isn't how weather works, but it doesn't look, stop him trying. Uh, look, the order is in, okay? I mean, yeah. The order is in. All right. Yeah, yeah. But, but but that rain, as I say, the rain will be locally heavy today through tomorrow in that region. And there could be some, you know, we're talking some places seeing 100-plus millimeters of rain, particularly about the ranges, um, say, by late Saturday afternoon. That rain does leave, um, and we should be left on Sunday with a generally nice day, though, lingering showers toward Hawks Bay. But your neck of the woods, yeah, looking pretty good. I mean, it, um, albeit perhaps uh, a little bit cool, but temperatures are going to be warming up. Late in the weekend, especially next week, we're going to see another surge of warmer air uh, coming in. And in fact, guys, as I uh, as I as we look at some of the long range guidance, I was talking with Ben. He and I were talking earlier. And um, look, dryness is something that we're going to be concerned about as we work away toward the end of the month into October and maybe November. It's going to be a, a really big area of high pressure that's forecast to set up over and maybe south southeast of the country. And that pattern that's kind of forming or kind of showing itself is indicative would support dryness, would support warmth. So as we look ahead toward the end of the month and into the second month of spring, just a bit of a heads up. Dryness and warmth is something we'll be kind of keeping our eyes on. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, especially for the the south where they'll be, well, they're flat out lambing at the moment. They would take dry and warm for the rest of September, but I guess maybe you pay the price a wee bit later in spring if it remains dry. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that unfolds because if what's being indicated comes comes you know comes to pass, ha- actually happens, there will be areas that get some pretty darn dry weather and dryness could become an issue as we work away into the middle part of spring and the second half of spring, let's say, um, as well as when it gets settled weather this time of the year, especially mid to late spring, as we look forward, that'll increase the sea surface temperatures, the SSTs, and that'll kind of have a positive feedback that'll increase the air temperatures and so on and so forth. You know, what that means as we look beyond, we'll have to wait and see, but um, you know, we wouldn't be surprised if we had a dry lean or if not just a straight out dry period for for mid second half of spring, as I say, and then as we work our way into summer, we'll see what happens because uh, we have to look to the north as we look our way towards summer because um, the north looks to be potentially more active. That is the tropics. We'll see because of the pattern we're in. That is La Nina. So the climate driver being La Nina, that tends to bring uh, more deep, more northeasterly winds, so on and so forth. So these are all things that are in the front and center of our mind as we look ahead for the next several weeks and several months. Chris, you are born and bred uh, in the United States. I think you've got dual citizenship now. I do. Yeah, okay. So for Americans, how big a deal 
was the Queen? Look, certainly something we're aware of, you know, trying to speak for 330 billion people. <laughs> um, something we're certainly aware of, but it's it's not to the level as it is, you know, obviously in the U.K. and in, in other Commonwealth countries, such as New Zealand, where, um, you know, it's a big part of the history. You know, there's, there's positive and negative. Um, but, yeah, it's it's not, I guess it's not met with the same emotions as it would be with, you know, people of the Commonwealth and people of the UK. I, yeah. I, look, I got a bit disillusioned with the royal family in the 80s and the 90s, the Charles, Diana thing, Andrew, Edward, you name it, Fergie, they were kind of, they lost their way a wee bit. And then on a farming tour to the UK in 2003, we were lucky enough to be there at the same time as the Trooping of Colour or the troop, Trooping the Colour should I say um, which is magnificent and you saw the royal family close up and it finally dawned upon me this is one step removed from politics this is a, a force or a power that sits above politics and beyond politics in a lot of ways and I look at and I look at some recent politicians, particularly one recent U.S. president, and I think, how you know, just how wonderful the Queen was, and how dignified she was, the way she carried herself and served selflessly for seventy years. Yeah, it's really good way of putting it, Jimmy. I mean, I think you summed it up nicely. And I guess just building off the comments I said earlier. Now, having said what I said about you know, you know, perhaps you know, an American's view of of. Um, of the monarchy in you know in, in the UK, my wife and a couple of my kids, my my two daughters, um, they just eat it up. They're they, you know they're very um, very much you know we're into the weddings and you know into um, you know the gossip and everything going on. So there certainly is a, a, a part of the American population that would be um, quite feel quite connected to what's happening over there, and you know and feel quite sad as a lot of people are um, with the passing of the Queen. Chris Brandolino there from NEWA. Thanks for your forecast and your reminiscences.